Welcome to the Wellward Way podcast, where we empower our community by demystifying pain, both physical and emotional, to give you the tools for optimal health. Hi, I'm Dr. Donish, and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. James Escaloni. And today, James, what are we talking about? Uh, We're talking about how that old sports injury can develop into arthritis and what you can do to prevent it. Yeah, uh, I always ask the question whenever we're talking about this topic, do you align the, the wheels in your car? Well, personally, not once. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't? Do, all right, do I need to be literal? Do you take your car somewhere to align the tires? Oh, yeah, regularly, because <laughs> I like to keep my car being driven by me uh, correctly. Yeah, so if if you don't have tires aligned, what happens? Well, the tires start to wear down, then it starts to have effects on other systems within the car. The steering alignment starts to go off, starts to affect even some of the brakes abilities, and well, after that, I'm not really sure cuz I'm not a mechanic, but I just well, know I'm, I'm not thinking good. more more granularly, like if the wheels on your car are not balanced and you're driving on the highway, what do you have to do? You gotta constantly grip the steering wheel to go straight. And and turn it just a little bit against the against the grain of that misalignment, right? Yeah, yeah. And so over you know, do you notice that immediately? Like do you, do you see anything on your car? Does anything get damaged? No, no. But if you do it for tens of thousands of miles, what do you start to notice? There's going to be definitely some very specific wear patterns on my tires. Right. And so before we come click and clack on NPR talking about old cars, <laughs> switching it back to your body, um, that's exactly why an old sports injury can evolve into arthritis. It's because just a little bit of misalignment in your joints movement uh, or a little bit of wobble. So like if your cars, if your your wheels are not balanced, they're going to, you know, bah, 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 that feeling of like running over those ripples in the middle of the road, just be there all the time. Anything that changes the way the wheels of the car are turning to make motion will will may not have an immediate effect, but over time, it starts to cause erosion and overcompensation that develops into um, arthritic problems down the road. Now, Dr. Donish, everything you just said makes perfect sense to me because I think back to my high school days and just there was tons of people who played soccer and all those soccer players just had little bits of ankle problems. And there was always one guy who just kept on turning his ankle over and over and over again, kept on spraining him almost every single game. Just one guy? No, no, a couple more than that. (laughs) But the thing that happened with that is because... I've been keeping in touch with those people. Those people who kept on getting those sprained ankles over time, they they recovered, but they almost seemed like they were just going to turn them again. Now they've got problems with their knees, their hips. They're actually reaching out to me, trying to say, hey, what's going on? Like, what should I do for this? Should I have, like, these surgeries? Do I need a knee replacement at 40? I'm like, huh, no, but it makes me pause to think there's something to what you're saying about this car and the human body. Well, what's wrong with our healthcare system that we have to wait 30, 40 years before we even pay attention to the misaligned tires? Oh. And the only reason that we do that is because now it's evolved to a problem where the car is is really limited function. It's not able to be driven. That's exactly how we've been treating these orthopedic injuries is when they occur, as long as people can keep functioning, we just kind of brush it under the table Maybe do some physical therapy, maybe tape it up, maybe put some bracing around it. But we're not 
really digging into why does that ankle keep rolling? Why does this person keep spraining their ankle? There must be some biomechanical defect in the chain, in the mechanical chain in the body that isn't working the way it should, isn't balanced the way it should be, and thereby causing this repetitive injury. Hmm. So the, the kind of the premise of this talk is let's figure out why just minor aches and pains really need attention before they evolve into arthritis. If we think it, so a study that comes to my mind is um, they looked at athletes who had had an ACL injury on one knee and then the other knee was perfectly fine. And they followed these athletes for over 30 years. I want to say it was like 36 years. And, and by a large margin, the, the knee that had the ACL injury developed arthritis, whereas the healthy knee didn't. Um, now, this is the same individual, same kind of stress load. It's not like people are hopping around on one leg every, every single day. They're getting the same stress load. And even though the ACL was repaired and proper rehab was undertaken and the, patient, and the person had normal functioning knees, like they would jog, they would do everything they needed to, they still had a disparity between the two sides where one side developed arthritis, the other didn't. Why do you think that is, James? Well, I think they all had really bad luck. <laughs> sure one side of their body had bad luck and the other side was perfectly it's, lucky it's just kind of how magic works sometimes <laughs> you can't you can't argue this the magic of healthcare. <laughs> so it's because our our ligaments are really key factors or soft tissue are key factors in the alignment and stability of our joints um, just as how our skin develops wrinkles as we age our ligaments can become injured and lax or loose as we age as well. And if you've injured a ligament but haven't had the proper repair, uh, it can actually introduce a small degree of wobble in that joint. So you can imagine if a joint is, is not stable, it's a little bit wobbly, every time your body goes to bend that joint, muscles fire but the ligaments aren't there to hold it in and hold the joint in place, hold the pivot point in place. So the joint actually has to slide in order to take up that slack. And in that sliding motion, three things are happening. One is there's erosion because things that are sliding are not rolling like they should be. Second is that that sliding motion is going to yank and tug on ligaments and tendons that are already weak and breaking down so it's going to break it down faster and then the third thing is now that joint is off of its balance point so it's bending on a smaller surface area which is going to put more pressure on that spot and cause that to break down even faster so a small degree of wiggle or wobble is not noticeable at first but over 10,000 10 million steps it's going to accumulate just as how the wheels on your car will start to erode and break down you know i noticed the same thing in my kitchen i've got this one cabinet uh that just every time like i try to open it up and close it just one of the screws has been stripped or something and it just it just wobbles instead of opening straight up and down like it's supposed to on a hinge it kind of divots 
And I'm noticing that because, well, I haven't taken the time to take care of that, it's really eating into the wood underneath there. And I know it's going to be a problem. In fact, I should probably get that fixed this weekend <laughs> since we're talking about it. Yeah, your cabinet is developing arthritis, James. Oh, God. And that's what's going on on my insides, too. Oh, I better get some treatment. <laughs> so um, the other thing that ligaments do other than just hold joints in place is they give our body a sense of where things are in space. So like, for instance, James, right now, close your eyes and touch your nose. Not your eye, oh. your nose. <laughs> and don't go picking it. So I'm hungry. The point of this is, and you can try this at home. (laughs) 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 The point of this exercise is, even though you can't see your limbs, your body knows where things are in space, and you're able to navigate to those those spots. Well, this is happening on a day to day basis. I mean, you don't think about where to put your foot or how to land your foot when you jog or walk. It's just happening naturally, and it's because there's this feedback system between the muscles and ligaments in your in your body telling your brain where things are in space and how to coordinate things. Well, if the ligaments or the fascia or the tendons, the, the soft tissue of a joint is not working properly or holding its structural integrity, it's going to throw that whole proprioception or that, that perception of where things are in space off and cause misaligned actions or maladaptive actions that are are gonna again cause erosion and breakdown of a joint so that makes sense because if we're, we're talking about some of my friends with those sprained ankles when they turn their ankle they're just not pulling one ligament they're pulling their skin they're pulling the the muscle covering the fascia like the muscles itself even nerves are getting yanked on so it can make sense if that happens enough the body's not going to know exactly where that original point was I'm almost envisioning a rubber band that you just kept on stretching for too much, and now it just doesn't have that same elasticity anymore. Yeah, that's that's kind of true. I mean, I think of the body as having grooves in which it sits. And the natural tendency is for most motion to fall within that groove. But if things are off base, if, if that groove has been eroded in one direction, it's going to keep eroding in that direction. It's kind of like a canal being crafted by a river if it starts to move in a certain way it snowballs into that direction and it really it it creates a new groove that your body can't readjust or align realign out of Uh, so it's really important to not only address the the damage or the injury that's caused by something like a sprained ankle or um, a sprained ligament in your knee but it's also important to understand how the biomechanics and the movements that adjust to that new injury can cause a, kind of a, a sequel or, or, a, or a snowballing effect. Oh, I felt that before. I bought a pair of shoes not too long ago, and it just had terrible arch support. I felt every time I'd take a step, the shoe was just falling inwards like a ton. And of course, I felt that in my knee, and after a long walk going through an airport, I felt it in my back, like my yeah. SI joint, all of those things. Yeah, we underestimate how much things are inter- interconnected, but um, podiatrists for years have been saying, you know, wear good shoes to save your knees, your hips, and your backs, and uh, it's absolutely true. Mm. Um, one of the things that I really appreciate in, in physical therapists is they're not just recovering from that specific injury, but they're also addressing some of the the maladaptive motion that develops because of an injury 
Um, so it's not, you know, I, I hear from patients all the time, well, doc, why do I need to go to a physical therapist? I walk, you know, 10,000 steps a day. Um, I get enough exercise in that in, uh, to fix my knee, but it still hurts. Well, it's because your body has developed a new groove or new pattern of movement. And it's not something you think about, but it's something that needs to be unlearned uh, and re- redirected or, or recrafted, like getting a song out of your head. And do not start singing a song, James. You always do this. You get songs stuck in my head Careless all the time. Whisper is that one it. of my favorite songs, and I will not <laughs> recant that. I say it publicly. <laughs> Well, this actually brings on some good information. For a lot of times, people think that all I have to do is that physical therapy after that sports injury when I was a kid. I, I spent my time, you know, doing my ankle rehab. I should be good now, right? In, in the ideal scenario, yes. But you know, our pos- our body is in a process of constant degradation where it's breaking things down and then building it back up. And in that short term period. Yeah, especially when we're young. I mean, your body is in a constant state of healing and repair and growth. So things can realign and stabilize, but it can leave scars behind. And usually, usually the body breaks down those scars over time and it normalizes. But if you continue to have like that small bit of achiness or that little jolt of pain when you move in a certain direction... That's a good indication that the structure, the structural integrity of that joint did not form back to where, to where it should be. And while physical therapy can build compensation around something that's modestly working, it's kind of like having that wheel just barely off alignment in over 10,000 miles uh, or you know, 50,000 miles, then you start to notice the erosion. Well, in these particular cases... People do ask me, do you think that I need surgery for this? And, well, I've seen a lot of surgical cases that had a lot of promises that didn't hold up to what they were told. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, the the struggle with medicine is that when it works, we're ecstatic. And when it doesn't work, we don't really think any deeper to figure out why. We're just kind of like, well, it didn't work in this situation. Uh Um, But there's a high rate of failures in surgical interventions as there are in other areas of healthcare, but we don't really delve deep into that. Well, if we look at what happens during surgery, and, and I have to preface this, not all surgery is bad. I mean, I am an advocate of our surgical colleagues, but uh, there are changes that take place with surgery that need to be taken into consideration. You can't invade the body without creating scars. Like if I open you up, just as how the skin develops scars. Well, you can imagine that scar goes all the way deep down into the whatever tissue they were going in, going after. That changes the stress dynamics of that structure. So every time now your body moves around that, that scar is a fixed point in space around which everything else has to adjust. So if, if for instance, they're going into your knee, uh, the, the knee is not just two bones sticking on, staying on top of each other with some cartilage in between. It's a combination of pneumatic forces like a water balloon with ligaments that hold it in place and then muscles and tendons that move around that to create motion. We have to cut through many of those layers and afterwards the scar that forms kind of adheses or connects 
a bunch of tissue together that normally wasn't or shouldn't be connected together. And now your body has to create adjustments around those scars. It's the whole reason that we went from doing open surgeries uh, where we just kind of splice it open and flay it and take a look inside to doing arthroscopic or, or putting a scope into a joint to take a look around and figure out how to fix it. The next evolution is what we're working on at Wellward, which is how do we get into the joint without even opening it up? Meaning, how do we visualize things using live x-rays or ultrasound where we can actually see inside of a structure without having to even put a scope inside? Um, scopes are a great intervention or invention, but the problem with the scope is uh, most of our joints have a synovial capsule. That's essentially a water balloon that surrounds that joint. What happens when you poke a water balloon with a needle? It pops. What happens if you poke a water balloon with a really, really large straw, like two McDonald's straws at once? Hmm, I've never done that. I'm assuming it'll pop. <laughs> it's going to pop. Okay. <laughs> um, it's not the best technique to use in a water balloon fight. <laughs> now, imagine... Somebody has popped that balloon with a big, with a big um, soda straw, and now you're trying to fill it back up. You've got some scotch tape. You can put it around that that tear. But how much how effective is that water balloon going to be in a water balloon fight? Um, not unless you coat it in three other balloons. Yeah, it's it's not going <laughs> to be that effective. And that that's that's essentially what happens during our our uh, arthroscopy or scopes inside of joints you get this really big hole in that synovial capsule. And um, as, as much as possible, surgeons will try to close that up. But the reality is it's really hard to recreate those layers the way they were originally formed. And so you lose that tension or pressure within that joint. And it, and it's, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't function the way it was originally designed. It's one of the reasons we theorize, or we, there's a theory, as to why people who have had a scope later develop arthritis or have a higher rate of arthritis in spite of the fact that whatever damage was was there to begin with was corrected with that surgery. Hmm. So I think I have an understanding of just why there's been such an evolution in the surgical process over time. So what actually could somebody do that's non-surgical to try to help out to get that ligament balance back? So what we do at Wellward is we take a look at the original mechanics of the joint, or sorry, we took it, take a look at the existing mechanics of a joint and compare it to what the original should have been. Um, we'll test it in multiple different directions and look at it under, under an ultrasound so that you can actually see how the tissue planes move and work against each other. That way we can get a better visual on what's actually going on inside the joint. But more importantly, we can use that visual to actually direct resources where the resources are most needed. I mean, there's a reason that your body heals from injury. And if we can harness that power of repair in a more organic, natural way without introducing new scars or new injuries that the body has to now repair or work around, that's the ideal solution, right? Mm -hmm. Like, let's say somebody has a meniscus tear in their knee. If we could put in some super glue where that meniscus tear is without opening the knee up or without putting a scope inside of it, then you could actually promote a repair process without introducing new problems to have to work around. So that would be some organic glue to hold everything nicely together. 
Yeah, and that, that's what a lot of orthobiologics are, is using either growth factors or cells that we harvest from your body or from umbilical or placental tissue, or meaning like byproducts of, of uh, growth, and then putting them in areas of the body where it's most needed. So it sounds like uh, this process has been pretty successful at Wellward. It has. We've helped thousands of people over decades. Our practice has been in existence since the 1990s. Huh. Well, this is some pretty cool stuff. We might have to do a whole show just on it. Absolutely. We'll do that for next time. So you guys back at home, you stay tuned. Well, I always say if you've got a minor ache in your knee, in your hip, in your ankle... This could actually be the first step evolving into arthritis. And what we can offer are tools that can help prevent that evolution into arthritis. If you found this helpful, we've got a YouTube page, we've got Facebook, we've got a website at wellwardmed.com. You can get more information about how to prevent your your joints from evolving into arthritis. Wellward is more than just a clinic. It's a new direction in health, hence the name Wellward. Uh, Our goal is to optimize your health as well as to cure the diseases that cause it. So you deserve the help that you need. So call us at 859-275-4878 or 275-HURT and we can get you scheduled and follow up with you and prevent the evolution of arthritis. That was an awesome show. So Dr. Donish, thanks for uh, joining me today on this amazing show here and uh, we'll see you all next time. Take care, everybody.